Welcome back, everybody, where we talk about part two of the interview segment that I'm hosting here. We're going to be talking on this part of the episode about the actual interview process, things to say, things not to say, what to say when you're put in a sticky situation. Sometimes people ask you certain things or you're like, "Mm, I don't know if I should answer that and I don't know how to answer that. So we'll talk about things that could possibly be asked um, and how to approach them and how to execute them in a very uh, benign way. So let's get started and actually talking about the interview process. Um, So the interview process, you have to walk in there thinking it's a two-way street. Uh, These people are interviewing you, but you are also interviewing them as well. Um, What do I mean by that? So yes, you're on the spotlight, you're the student. Uh, Basically, they're gonna be drilling you and asking you ethical questions and social questions and academic questions, but also you are also gonna get good vibes, bad vibes from certain people in the room that could potentially dictate the way that you rank uh, the program. So if let's say you're kind of gung-ho into going somewhere and you just don't get really good vibes from this program at the interview, they're treating you differently, you're just like not, feeling it you know sometimes that could influence the way you rank so they are also supposed to be on their best behavior and they are also trying to impress you as well because it's a two-way street like I said if they're really interested in somebody um, they know that there's other programs that are probably going to be also interested in that student so they want to stand out in a positive way too So the fact that they interviewed you and invited you to go in, that should be a huge confidence boost all on its own. Whether you knew these people from before, from a whole month rotation, or you visited a program that you didn't rotate through, or you are kind of starting fresh, fresh late, you never interviewed, you never visited, these people still reviewed your CRIPS application, still looked at your resume, still looked at your GPA, still looked at you on paper, and still wanted to see you in person and talk to you. So these people were intrigued by you and they want to know more about you. So that should give you the confidence boost to say, hey, these people like me on paper, I'm here for a reason. Like. I'm already one foot into the door, so let's just kind of see what they want to ask me. I'm just going to answer what they want, leave a good impression. Hopefully they left a good impression on me, and then that's it. That is literally the skeleton of an interview, and that's all you should think about it as it is. Um, So basically, you're there to talk to them, and occasionally, sometimes programs will make you show off your hand skills, and that's about it. So it's basically a 20-minute thing um, on average. Some interviews last a little bit longer if it's like a two-part interview. Uh, The longest interview that I had was 45 minutes, I believe, but it was like a two-part segment. So we'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um... So let's see. I'm yeah. I'm gonna talk about the actual types of interview um, skeletons, basically, uh, at a later time at this uh, episode. But when you're preparing for your interview and it's the day of your interview, basically, what happens is, like I said before in part one, the interview process. If it's like a smaller setting, a more intimate setting, if you are with a residency director and just a couple of attendings and students, that's most likely going to take place in a hotel room. So when you walk in, you know how sometimes hotel rooms have like a couch and a table and a little like desk area. That's usually where you would have your interview. Um, if it's a bigger group um, from a program that's bringing all the residents, all the attendings, everyone, um, those mostly take place in like the conference rooms where they have like a big table, all the chairs, everyone sitting around. Um, chances are there's gonna be a projector in the room. So those are the pretty much two types of settings. You're either in a hotel room or in a little conference room with a projector. So whether you're in either of those settings, um, you basically wait outside until the person interviewing before you is done. Please don't be late. The worst thing is having the person in front of you be done early and they are ready to take on the next person and you're not waiting for them to be ready for you to call their name your name so please if you are available after your uh let's say you have one interview as soon as you're done with that one and you have the next one starting in like you know half an hour just go wait outside the door 
Um, just be prepared. Don't be late. Nothing shows that you're more uninterested than being late. Uh, the er if you're early and you're prepared and you're willing to be seen early and have your interview early, that just sets the stage that you're uh, a timely person that's interested in the program. So like I talked about in part one, you want to aim to enter and exit gracefully. Walk in, be nice, smile. And one tip that I have before that um, I wish somebody told me uh, was know everyone's name before. And this is crucial and more important so for the programs that you're very interested in. Um, and even for the programs that you didn't go to that you're not interested in, it's just courtesy to know their names, know their residency director's names, look them up online. Um, it has a different sense of vibes when you walk in as a stranger and you already know their name and you introduce yourself. Oh, hi, doctor, blah, blah, blah. I'm Katerina or hi, doctor, so-and-so, you know nice to finally meet you so know everyone's name before in terms of the attendings you know sometimes with the residents you can't predict who's going but for the residency director um, and for the attendings you should at least know their names before you walk into the room so when you walk in um, you know you want to introduce yourself say hello maybe as an icebreaker you can say hello everyone uh, thank you for inviting me to interview nice to see everyone very simple, very short. You're basically introducing yourself. You're saying thank you for your time. You're saying um, nice to see everyone in such a short sentence. Um, so when you're talking to people, you want to make eye contact and you want to smile. Um, people like people that talk and smile. It's But you want to make sure that it's genuine. And if, it, if it's forced and it, smiling is not your thing, uh, don't do it. You know, I'm very much advocating that you should be yourself. But if you're just not smiling because you're nervous, really try to smile and really try to look friendly and be comfortable. The more comfortable you feel, the more comfortable you are in your setting and your surrounding, the more comfortable you're going to basically answer those questions that they ask you um if you're uncomfortable and you're like oh my god da, 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 like what are they gonna ask me and oh god i'm so nervous like that's gonna show everywhere it's gonna show on your face people can like hear the sound of nervousness in your voice so just relax honestly like all they want is to know who they're gonna pick and who they're gonna rank and they're gonna do so by talking to you by seeing how you act by seeing how you react to things that you don't know um so just take it easy like seriously take a chill pill before you walk in and just it's not as hard as you imagine it to be um if you think about it as just like a fun speed dating thing and you're just trying to get to know them and they're just trying to get to know you and if this option doesn't work well hell whatever there's other options in the future um then just let it go you know it's it's supposed to be a fun type of way of people getting to know you so if you have that mindset about it things are going to be fine um so yes eye contact smile talk loudly enough so everyone in the room can hear you and i can't emphasize that enough um even as a resident when we have student presentations and students present to us and it's like Oh, patient presents slow, so diabetical. So, what? What'd you say? What? I can't hear you. What? Like, just speak loudly. It, there's nothing more confident than a person who wants to be well heard. Um, even if you're wrong, it doesn't matter. They're not there to see if you're going to get every question right on their list. Be confident. And if you have to fake confidence um, for that 20 minutes because you're nervous as hell, then so be it. Um, but speak loudly enough for everyone in the room to hear you. Um, so diving right into the actual interview process, what kinds of things they ask in terms of how they ask things. Um, I'm sure at school you have had like a sh fair share amount of information of uh, case studies and that's definitely something that a lot of programs like to ask so case studies um, Some people have like rapid-fire questions Some programs are just simply social where they don't even ask anything academic some programs like to test hand skills um, 
So some examples of that is they'll answer, they'll ask you questions while they make you suture or they'll ask you questions while they tell you to draw something with your non-dominant hand. It's just silly stuff like that. I mean, it's just a way for them to distract you and challenge you and basically see how your hand skills are. So don't overthink it. Don't sit there and like, oh my God, like I couldn't suture and talk at the same time. Like practice it, practice at home. Um, but if you go there and you mess up a little bit, move on. Don't dwell on your mistakes. Just literally pretend it never happened and just move on. Um, so for case studies, it can be anywhere between, I think the most that I saw were um, infection, trauma, uh, definitely know your ankle fracture classifications, your calcaneal fracture classifications, those franc fracture classifications. Um, those were pretty big. In terms of surgery, definitely know your um, bunionectomies and your osteotomies and your screw fixations. Um, and even review surgeries for pediatrics. Um, one interview a case study that my friend had was a metaductus surgery case study. Basically, you had to read the x-ray, um, describe what the, the surgeons did, describe the purpose. Um, so definitely brush up on even your pe pediatric surgeries because you never know which program is going to throw that in there as a case study. Um, for the rapid fire, uh, one program had an iPad out. And they basically had like 20 to 30 slides and I had to read the question and say the answer uh, out loud. And for some of them I knew, for some of them I didn't know, and it was supposed to be as quickly as you could. So it was like rapid fire. Um, so it was a good way for them, the program, to see you under pressure, to see how you react to pressure, to see um, what you knew and what you didn't know on demand in a quick way. So it was kind of fun. I mean, if you kind of look at all these interview things and kind of think about it like you're on a game show or like you're just doing it for fun and it really just changes your mindset about everything. Uh, what else? They do ask ethics questions. Um, so it could be anywhere from, you know, you messed up in surgery um, and you're working with your attending who said, hey, or you witnessed that your attending messed up in surgery and you are the one that's dictating the case and they tell you not to dictate the error, not to dictate the mistake. What do you do? So those are really good ways of um, testing to see if you're gonna do the right thing or if you're gonna do the wrong thing. Basically, that's what an ethics question is, right? So they're going to give you certain situations where, you know, they put you in a sticky situation sometimes because sometimes they'll put you in a situation where it's like, oh, you know, the attending comes in drunk and uh, you think he's compromising patient care, but he's the one doing your student review and he's the one that's the residency director who's going to dictate if you're going to be ranked at the program. Like, what do you do? Of course, in any sort of situation, uh, the right answer would be you definitely never want to compromise patient care. You definitely want to do the right thing for the patient because that's essentially why you're there as a student, as a resident, as an attending, as a surgeon, as a physician, as anything. You're there for the patient. Um, so if there's anything compromising patient care, that needs to be addressed first. So if let's say something happens in surgery, and you were told not to document it, you were told not to um, talk about the mistake that happened and kind of like sweep it under the rug, that's not right. You know, you definitely want to be honest with your mistakes. You want to be honest with your patient. Um, that's the whole foundation of a good patient-physician relationship is to be honest. And if someone puts you in a situation, basically a skeleton good response is, you know, you don't want to compromise patient care. You would have to go up to the um, channel of hierarchy uh, to go on to the next level to discuss the situation with somebody that can help you. 
and you go forth from there.、Um, you never want to feel pressured into saying something that you feel the program may or may not want to hear. You definitely want to be neutral and say, This is the right thing. This is the right answer. This is what I would do. And you want to stick to your, to your gut.、Um, And be honest. So, definitely they ask ethics questions.、Um, what else? For the case studies,、um, a way that they can test the case studies is they can throw up an x ray and say, You're seeing this patient in the emergency room. So, if it's like a trauma,、um, they'll show an x ray or they'll show an image of, like, let's say, your sis- they're kind of like. Painting a picture of a trauma where you know they have the Mondor sign or they have like fracture blisters, and then they're anticipating that you ask for an x ray and imaging. You know, case studies can be either pictures of like clinical pictures or x rays or MRIs.、Um, usually, x rays, something that's easy for them to bring on a disc or like a computer or a PowerPoint.、Um, so, yeah, they'll show you something and then you'll be. Ask to read it. What would you do next? What's your plan of action? What medication would you prescribe if they were in the emergency room and they're in pain?、Um, stuff like that. So then, after they pretty much do like the ED workup, they'll most likely ask you, okay, so what's your plan of action?、Um, are you gonna wait to do surgery? Are you gonna do surgery now?、Uh, what's your plan surgically if you do surgery now、um, or even later? Are you gonna you know, reduce it? How are you gonna reduce the fracture?、Uh, what kind of hardware would you use in terms of are you gonna use the plate? Are you gonna use a screw? Are you gonna do external fixation? Is the patient somebody that can't tolerate? An open reduction internal fixation? Is this someone that you're gonna have to do an X fix and why?、Um, just stuff like that. And like, think about it logically. What are they asking me? Why is this important? Are they gonna throw in some zebras and ask you about some random ass cancer that like 2% of the population has? Chances are is no. They're gonna ask you something that they feel like you should know at this point in your training. So I feel like interview. Uh, time is a really good、uh, time period to have it in January because boards are right before, so you're very well versed in your academics and your classifications. So just stop and think. I mean, why are they asking me this? What is their purpose?、Um, don't word vomit. I had a bad tendency when I was interviewing and I was nervous and I didn't know something. I would try to think out loud, but I ended up just word vomiting. Like, like I'm thinking out loud, but I'm not kind of going and getting anywhere. I just don't like silence, so I have to feel like I have to fill it in with some words. And I just word vomit sometimes. And I do that when I'm nervous. So take time to collect your thoughts, execute your answer in your mind, and then go. If you don't know something, that's okay. There, if it's something that you don't know that there's a definitive answer for, like a certain dose or something that has only one answer, like how do you calculate this? What is that? And you don't remember or you don't know, be honest. Say, you know, unfortunately, I, I can't recall this right now. I remember learning about this in the past, but I will definitely have to refresh、uh, this information.、Uh, I will definitely look it up after this interview. If you don't know something that you feel like you should know, 100% write down on your little pet folio that I told you to bring in the room. When you leave that room, write down what you didn't know. If it was stupid obvious and you completely forgot, which is something that happens to everybody, write it down. Later that night, look it up and then send the residency director or attending or resident, whoever asked you that question, an email saying, Thank you for the interview. I looked up the information that I did not recall during the interview. This is the answer. Thank you for your time. Show that you looked it up, show that you took the effort to do that. It will speak volumes. I swear to God.、Um, So, for case studies, my recommendation is don't just stare. Don't just stare at an image and just watch them stare at you. Like, say something. What are you looking at? Is this an x ray? Is this an MRI? Like, think out loud for case studies. I really feel like it'll、um, kind of loosen up your tongue a little bit and it'll make you more comfortable into answering these questions. Limit any sort of long gaps of silence. I mean, silence makes me feel awkward, especially if I'm in a tiny ass hotel room. Sitting at a little tiny ass table looking at a picture that I don't know what I'm looking at. Like, yeah, 
situations like that happen, but try to fill it in with something. Okay, I'm looking at a left foot, you know, AP view, x-ray, you know, something. Just fill in gaps um, and avoid, this is what Dr. Evans said, um, our radiology professor at Scholl, avoid the dreadful pen click and when he said that i knew exactly what he was talking about and every time i interview i have that in the back of my mind and i'll never forget that quote because it is so goddamn true when you're in a like a difficult situation and there's all this silence this is exactly what you want to avoid hearing the dreadful pen click it shows that they're bored it shows that they're done with you it shows that whatever you're doing or not saying is wasting their time so avoid the dreadful pen click um and that being said if you need to take time to think about something take time to think about something tell them um let me think about this for a second one two three okay after three or four seconds that your time is up but seriously like if you need time tell them don't just stop mid-track sentence and just like stare at the screen and then they think that you're going through a seizure just literally tell them uh let me think about this one second okay i have a clear idea of what uh we're looking at or what i need to answer just say something like that like don't be weird about it you know um okay what else so basically to recap all that we talked about, if you think about the interview process as you're being on the spotlight, they're being on the spotlight, um, think about it as like an improv show. Everyone there is your audience. Um, you want them to stay engaged. You want to keep your audience drawn and interested. And essentially you're basically selling yourself. You're basically self-promoting yourself for this program. Um, to these people that could potentially be your employer. So honestly, give it all you got. This is literally your time to shine. You've been busting your ass for literally four years for this moment. You have been studying in and out of school, at home, like for hours and hours a day to get to this moment to interview. So literally, whatever has happened in the past, embrace it make it fuel you for this day and just seriously be yourself and just let things go let them come as they go and just react to them in a positive way and just let it be um so let's jump into things about being careful about what you say so we've all been um in situations and in interviews you can ask the residents the attendings um we've all at least one of us in every program has been in a situation that was in an interview that embarrassed themselves by saying something stupid because we weren't mindful enough um, or we weren't told to not say certain things. So this is why I'm trying to get the word out there for everyone, for all the students to have the resource on this podcast to be mindful about what you say during case studies. And let me explain why. So sometimes what they'll do is they'll uh, show you an x-ray of, let's say, uh, previous surgery with failed hardware. So you look at this and if you are the type of person to look at an x-ray and they ask you, what do you think about this x-ray? And you respond, wow, that's a botched surgery. Like that, that, that hardware failed because of this. They put it way too close to the osteotomy side and that's why it failed and that's why you know you have a fracture and this and that okay one you don't know who did the surgery okay complications happen to all of us at some point in our careers you don't know if that surgery was done by the residency director or any of the other attendings in that room so you have to be mindful be mindful and don't be so opinionated because at this point in your career, you're a student. You haven't done surgery skin to skin enough to know what is right, what is wrong, what is um, acceptable, what your preference is versus if another person's preference is wrong. When they ask you to look at an x-ray and you're like, wow, that's some botched ass surgery. Like who the hell like F this up? Like, yeah, you can think that. But if they ask you to read it and to talk about it, that doesn't necessarily mean voice your opinion and critique the shit out of it. You know what I'm saying? There's a very fine line and a very, um, there's a big difference between those two. 
Um, so let's see. So let's say they give you an x-ray. Um, they say you read this x-ray. You can basically state facts, uh, not necessarily opinions. So if you're, let's say, um, reading an x-ray from a bunionectomy and the screw fixation is not something that you've commonly seen in practice, it's not something that you would do, um, the screws are too long, it's like going through the joint, uh, there's like stress risers and all this stuff that's wrong with the film, Yes, you can talk about it, but there's a artful way and a mindful way and a graceful way of doing so. So, like I said, state facts on opinions. You can say, um, I'm looking at a lateral view of the right foot. We see that there's hardware placed in the first metatarsal. Um, the hardware seems to have failed if, let's say, the screw broke or it's like loosening or something. I don't know. I'm making this shit up as I go. Um... And you can say we see the hardware in the first metatarsal and you can say something along the lines with i agree with the osteotomy site for this uh type of pathology if let's say you know they have already worked up this patient with a moderate let's say im and they decided to do a long arm kalish or something like that you can say i agree with the osteotomy uh site and methods of like where they place the osteotomy Although this is like an acceptable technique, um, I believe that perhaps an alternative way of doing this uh, procedure would be to align the screws in a different direction or use um, smaller screws. Or if you don't agree with where the osteotomy was, if let, let's say this osteotomy site was too distal for a really high IM, you can always say, Although this technique could be acceptable for a particular patient, seeing that the IM angle is increased and the first ray was hypermobile based on clinical exam findings and HPI, blah, 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 and physical exam, I would prefer to, let's say, do uh, another acceptable way is to do a lapidus. You know, you basically want to show what you would do without really necessarily like critiquing what was done because, like I said, you don't know who did it. And you don't want to walk in there like a hot shot knowing that you know everything. And the last thing that you want to do is just something that uh, one of the surgeons did in the room. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a really good uh, key advice that I wish I knew because... Um, I didn't necessarily uh, offend somebody. One of my co-residents told me a story um, that she was critiquing one of the x-rays and she's like, well, this surgeon um, picked the wrong hardware and it was wrong and this and that. And then the residency director ended up saying, oh, this is something I chose to do. I mean, can you imagine the awkward situation like that is? Like, just be mindful. So that's kind of like a warning, kind of like a good tip to know. Um, <clears throat> another thing, oh, this happened to me. This is kind of funny. I like screwed myself over with this one. Um, so have an answer ready for programs that you didn't visit and then you didn't rotate through when they ask you, why do you want to pick our program? Why did you choose to interview with our program? And why didn't you rotate? Number one. And why didn't you visit number two? Have an answer ready. Don't word vomit. Don't be on demand and be like, well, you know, um, you know, my dog died and, you know, I didn't have time and I didn't know about you guys. And be honest with your answer, but literally have it well prepared before because chances are if you haven't gone somewhere to visit and you haven't gone somewhere to rotate, it almost shows like a red flag. Okay, it's like, okay, the student is applying, but what do we know about them? What do they know about us? Let's ask, why do you want to come to our program? Why do you feel like you wanted to interview at our program? Why didn't you visit? You know, why didn't you rotate? Sometimes they ask and more chances are that they will ask because they're curious it's like well why did you chose to go choose to go to all these other programs and not our program like you know why so for me i was stupid as hell when i answered this i was so dumb i was one of those situations where i word vomited so basically this hospital is across the street across the street like 20 feet away from the house i grew up in um in the city so um uh, the residency director was like, oh, you didn't rotate with us and you didn't visit, so why do you want to come to our program? 
and my dumbass was like, oh, well, you know, you guys have always been in my backyard and I think it would be really nice to work somewhere where I live so close to. Um, I'm very tied into the neighborhood and into the community there and it would be really nice to service the people in the community. In my mind, I thought that was a good answer, but it clearly wasn't because the residency director was like, so if you live right across the street from us, from where you grow up, why didn't you come visit? Don't you live here? Didn't you go to school here for three years? Why didn't you come visit? And that interview got dark real quick. And I was like, um, you know, um, what do you say? What do you say besides the truth was, I'm not interested in you guys. I don't want to come here. I'm basically coming here just to practice my interviews. And what do you say so please come up with something that's respectful you don't want to be like oh i didn't know about you guys or um you know there were other programs that i had more interest than you i mean that's rude don't you know i wasn't notified that i would be asked this like question so i was like oh shit like what do i say now um so maybe say something like you know, travel um, was an issue, distance was an issue. Don't say that you grew up right across from the hospital and you're literally in that same neighborhood day in and day out um, and then say that you didn't visit. That doesn't make sense. And I didn't really think that out when I said that answer, but now I know. So maybe say, you know, travel is something that, you know, wasn't in your reach to come visit, um, but definitely play it off in a positive spin. Although I wasn't able to research, or I'm sorry, although I wasn't able to visit your program, I did research your program online and I did read all about it. I did watch the YouTube videos from the attendings or something. Just say something that shows that you were interested um, in that program even if you're not because you don't want to be like that person to be like actually yeah i'm not here because i'm not interested um if there was any sort of like life changes if something did happen to your you know that was more of like an emergency situation where you know i was planning to visit here but you know um uh, life happened i had certain life circumstances and i wasn't able to visit you know just be honest you're only human um if that's what the honest truth was, like be vocal about it. No one's gonna penalize you for being honest. Okay, so one other thing that makes students really freaking uncomfortable, and it's kind of a game, guys. Interviews is a huge, huge game for a lot of programs, and at times it can get super freaking frustrating because, for example, um, there was one program in particular that told like, 13 people that they were going to be ranking them one out of the top five. They told that to like 13 people, maybe even more. So, I mean, like programs will just say anything just to get people interested and stay and keep their interest. So it's all a big game, um, but be smart about it. Don't put your all, all your eggs in one basket. Don't share your rankings with everyone. I think rankings is a very private thing. Um, obviously, if you want to tell your significant other, your very close friends, and you don't think they're going to use it against you, um, then yeah, of course. If you trust somebody, tell them. But don't be like, oh, I'm ranking this one and this two and this three and this four. Like People are freaking vicious. And I saw that uh, firsthand in interviews. And it's just... Some people are cruel and some people want, you know, the best for themselves and not for anybody else. So be kind of mindful of who you share your information with. Um, that being said, some programs will ask you and some programs did ask me flat out, where are you ranking us on your list? What are the top five programs you're ranking and what are they? Like they legit wanted me to sit there and like rank them. Uh, like one is this, two is that, three is that. I'm like, what the hell? Like that is wrong. First of all, they can't ask you that. They're not supposed to. Um, and vice versa. You can't ask them, where am I on the ranking list? Like don't have that audacity. Like you should play by the rules. Um, and if you want to be very benign and very neutral about all this, I think... Uh, a very good way and I think the truth is honestly that you know I am very interested in your program and your program is on the top of my list 
that doesn't necessarily mean they're one, two, three, or four. Just if they're like on a list, they're pretty much on the top half. Tell them that they're on the top of the list. Be specific, but very vague at the same time. Um, don't tell programs that you're ranking them number one unless you're ranking them number one. And that being said, don't tell other people that you're ranking a certain program number one if they are very close with people in another program that you are also telling that you're ranking that program number one. Don't play the game like a dirty card salesman. Like, be honest with people and it's not gonna bite you in the ass then. Like, if you're trying to be smart and, oh yeah, I'm just gonna like screw with these programs and I'm gonna like tell everyone that I'm ringing them one so they can rank me one. Sweetie, it doesn't work like that because chances are the residents from program A are gonna know residents from program B and program C and D and E and so on. And they all talk, especially when it comes to ranking and especially when it comes to interview processes and all that stuff. They'll be like, oh yeah, uh, you work with Joe? Yeah, he said that he's ranking our program number one. It's like, what? No shit, man. Uh, Joe said that he's ranking our program number one. And then you start seeing discrepancies and then you look like an asshole because you are basically playing them and they don't want a resident that is playing them. They want someone that wants to go to their program and if you're honest with them and you're telling them for sure that you're ranking them number one, you better bet your ass that you better be ranking them number one and you better be honest with everyone else and not tell them that you're ranking them number one. So be very mindful about everything. Word gets around and things get messy real quick when you try to play the game like that. Don't play dirty because it's just going to bite you in the ass. I've seen it happen to plenty of people. Um, so let's say if someone says, you know, we're ranking you this, blah, blah, blah. Like I said, the safe answer is to say, thank you so much. I'm so flattered. I'd be very interested in working with you. Your program is on the top of my list. Easy. You're telling them that you're interested, you're thankful for the time that they offered you for the interview, and you're telling them the program is at the top of my list. Now, if they are even cornering you, because some programs can get super pushy, and some programs and some people can get super pushy and say, well, okay, look, cut the horse shit. Like, I basically wanna know where you're ranking us. Like, this is kind of like a business thing too. Like, you're kind of negotiating between the students and the residents and this and that. Like, some programs will be like, okay, let me know. I need to know exactly where we're ranking. Don't sit there and tell them you're ranking one program this and the other program this and this and that. Be very vague and say, although your program is at the top of my list, I still have to complete all my other interviews and I still have to take some time to sit and reflect what my rankings are. And at this point, I don't have my rankings in mind. Um, I have a rough idea, but I have not... Um, rank them one two three and four yet and that that's that what are they going to do force you to pick a ranking right then and there so don't disclose any sort of information that you don't feel comfortable disclosing um play the game smart don't be dirty about it be honest um and things will work for you if you're honest and don't give out too much information to everybody else. Don't walk around being like, oh yeah, they said that they wanted me and now I, I told them that I wanted this program and now I'm gonna go there. Like, you don't know shit until you see your program and your name on match day on that paper. Like, you need to be um, humble and you need to not show off anything. You need to just be mindful about everything. Um, so yeah, I think sometimes programs corner you and they really want to get information out of you in terms of ranking, but if you give them the safe answer and you're polite and you're nice about it and you're friendly, I don't think anyone can fault you. Um, okay. Oh, this is a really good one. And this is such a good one. Oh my God. I love this because I feel like when I tell this to students, they're like, oh wow, I never thought about this. This is a really good advice. Okay. Most of the time when you go for any sort of interview, and this is for school, anyone can use this, residencies, jobs, literally for the rest of your life, you can have this uh, in the back of your pocket when it comes to interviews. Chances are at the end of an interview, they're gonna be like, well, thank you for your time. Uh, thank you for the interview. Do you have any questions for us? Don't be the person to be like, mm, no, I know everything. I don't have questions, bye. Like sit and be like, Yes, I have a question about this, this, and that. Okay, don't say no. Don't be the person that's like, mm, no, I don't have questions. 
because that's awkward. It's like you just spent 20 minutes talking about yourself. You just spent 20 minutes showing them what you know. Now's their time for them to shine a little bit by you asking them a question. So don't be egotistical. Don't be like rude. I feel like it's really rude when people don't ask a question about your program. So it shows that you're interested. That being said, don't ask something that you should know or it's easy to look online. Don't look up something and or don't ask something that's like, oh, do you um, in your program have, have an infectious disease rotation? That should be all online. That should be something that you should have already researched if you're interested in this program. Don't talk about base salary. Don't talk about pay. Don't talk about anything about that sort. That is completely inappropriate for a residency interview to ask. Um, that being said, what is a safe question to ask? What is something that universally is accepted to be a safe question for any scenario, for any program, for any job? My go-to question is, are there any perspective changes that will take place at your program in the near future? Any changes in the future? Any new staff on board? Any changes in the perspective future? Is a huge and awesome answer or a question because definitely not something that you should know. Definitely not something that you can look online. It's something internally that not too many people advertise if they are planning on doing something in the future that could change the program so i think that's a totally safe honest and reasonable question are there any perspective changes that will take place in your program in the future and what does that show it shows that you're interested number one because you're asking a question number two it shows that you're thinking about the future you're not looking up something and you're just stuck on, you know, a question that's like on a sheet of paper at the present time. You're thinking forward. You're looking and imagining yourself in this program and thinking already in yourself in this program. And you're wondering if I go to this program, which I so very well see myself at, what changes are going to come forth in the future? And I think that's such a nice and or question to ask because it's something that shows like a genuine concern and a genuine interest in the program. Um, what else? Oh, this is something that a lot of people need to learn how to not ask because it's rude. <laughs> Sorry, I'm kind of being sassy on this uh, part two of the podcast, but I've uh, interviewed people in the past for different things and I have gone through my fair share of interviews of jobs and everything like that. Um, don't ask a pompous ass question like, why should I pick your program? Um, that's a douchey question, number one. Be mindful, be humble. You are the person that they're mainly interviewing. There's plenty of other students that they can pick from besides you. So don't ruin it last minute by saying, so why should I pick you? That's basically saying, uh, I'm too good and I have so many options open for me and why should I pick you? This isn't like a dating reality show. Like you're not waiting to give the final rose to this program. Like you are also getting interviewed. Don't ask that question. I think it's very rude because if you're interested in going somewhere, you should already know why you're interested in going. You don't need them to say, oh, why they should pick, uh, why you should pick their program. They don't have to sit there and like advertise it again. You know what I'm saying? Um, okay, so you walked in, you introduced yourself, uh, you went through the case series, the interview uh, process is pretty much winding down to an end, you got your academic questions, your ethics questions, um, your social questions out of the way, life is good, you're on cloud nine, you're like killing the game. Um, you even ask a question for the program. So you're like really tying up this uh, interview process on a, a really high positive note. What to do when you leave? Like I said, when you enter and when you exit, think, be graceful, be graceful. And that literally there's an art to it. And I completely feel like there's a really nice way to exit. Okay, so all the questions are done. Then they say, all right, well, thank you so much for interviewing. Thank you for your time. And it's like, yes. Then you basically want to reciprocate that. Yes, thank you so much for your time. I really enjoyed seeing everyone again today. I wanted to let you know I enjoyed my rotation at your program and I can well see myself as a part of your team. So thank you so much. Done. Simple. 
it shows your interest you're like tying up the game basically you are um let's say you're a presenter at some show and you're basically trying to wrap up the show and you're saying a really nice farewell to your audience that's all it is be graceful be humble be nice um if you start at the end getting vibes that this program isn't interested in you if you've always had that ever since you walked into the room like there's some sort of disconnect between you and the program and it's just like not going right and you're just not getting good vibes and you're just not feeling it don't push it don't be overly nice to compensate don't be like oh i love this program and it's the best program in the united states and the whole galaxy of the world like don't compensate thank you next pull an ariana grande like seriously if they don't want you and you're not feeling good vibes and it's just so not worth your time don't push it let it go feel the vibes and just go with it if you feel like they're not really showing you too much interest and they're not making eye contact they're down they're looking at their phones or watching tv game over like seriously you do not want to go somewhere where that person and that team and that residency is not giving you the time of day of that 20 minutes to know who you are and to give you the time of day to like talk to you so Like I said, if you're feeling bad vibes and you feel like they're not interested in you as much as you're interested in them, do your best, number one. Don't show that you're affected by it. Continue your positive enthusiasm. Be mindful with everything that you do and what you say. And don't overcompensate. And don't try to be like, oh, you know, if I say something even nicer and compliment them, maybe they'll like me even more and like their attitude will change. Chances are if they're if you're getting this vibe, I think most likely at that point, I think they know who they want. And if it's not you, it's not you. And that's totally fine. Uh, You can't really predict what they're thinking, but you can definitely, for me, I'm a very intuitive person. I could definitely sense vibes. Um, But like I said, don't overcompensate. Thank you for your time, but don't push it. Um, Like I said, feel the vibes and go with it. Uh, So, 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 so. If you have a program that you're interested in and they're interested in you and you had a kick-ass interview and you really want to seal the deal, if they freaking bite you, invite you to a social, you best uh, RSVP and go and dress well and go and not make a fool out of yourself. Socials are an awesome way to just be in a more obviously social setting where you're drinking, having a good time, maybe eating, conversing with your uh, future colleagues. It's an awesome way to really mingle with the residents of the program and the attendings. Um, So it's more of kind of like a low key environment. If you're invited to a social, chances are that they really want to see you in a social setting. Some people interview really well, but they're horrible in a social setting because all this like social stimulation just shuts them down. So sometimes programs want to see the academic portion of you in a small intimate setting like an interview and how you interact socially. Um, Are you appropriate? Are you someone that goes out and makes a complete ass of themselves by like getting wasted? Like nobody wants a resident like that. Like you want to look responsible. You want to be responsible. You want to look presentable. Um, If you're going to a bar, like I said, you're still getting interviewed. Oh, by the way, something that I feel like you should have in the in your mindset during this entire Plano, Texas trip, from the moment your little tiny foot steps on that plane or in that car ride to go to Texas, that is when your interview starts. Why do I say that? You have no idea who's on that plane. You have no idea who everyone knows, especially once you get to Plano, Texas. It's literally like a hive of podiatry people knowing each other. So if you're walking down, you know, in the lobby and you, you're rude to somebody and you push them and somebody recognizes you and they know the people that you're interviewing with, like you have no idea how things can get said and rumors can get spread. So honestly, your interview starts as soon as you get there. So be on your best behavior. Be mindful. Don't swear when you're around your friends in front of people. 
that are like potentially going to interview you because you don't know sometimes like you go into a program and um you know you think that you know everybody but you don't some random people will show up at the interview and it's like oh i never met you before and they'll be like oh yeah on the month that you were there i was on vacation or i was off service or blah 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 blah. you never know so be on your best behavior you are on the spotlight 24 7 until you're ass basically leaves Plano, Texas. So be mindful. And I mean, you should always be nice to everybody all the time, but more so when you're in interviews and you're getting interviewed like that, just be mindful um, because you're on constant watch. Swear to God. So go to the social, have a good time. Um, If you have multiple socials in one night in some programs specifically, purposely do that what they do is they'll be like oh when is that program having their social oh yeah okay mm -hmm." we have a lot of people going uh interviewing with them and a lot of people interviewing with us let's have our socials at the same time that has happened um what do you do as a student oh do i go to party a do i go to party b like what do you do oh my god split your time um if you have more of an interest with one program over the other go to that one first and um show yourself talk to the attendings talk to the residents you know stay until like you feel comfortable enough where you've like you know interacted enough and then go to the next one split your time you're literally one person you can't be at two places at one time programs understand that um just don't feel like you have to rush through the first social to get to the second one everything should be like a smooth transition so don't be like oh all right i just got here at seven so at 7 30 i have to go to the other program blah, blah, blah. and don't be vocal about it just be like okay yeah if you have intentions of being going to one social leaving and then coming back just leave and come back pretend you're going to the bathroom for like an hour like no one's gonna notice unless like if it's like you're in a big group of people just leave and come back you know and don't pull like a mrs doubtfire thing where you're like you know wearing wigs and lipstick on one social and then you're going over to the other one and you're just changing your outfit like look residency directors residents have all been in this situation we all know that socials are important to like show your social side and you know interact but if they're at the same time they're at the same time like what are you going to do about it just split your time and just be honest about it um be social have fun don't make an ass out of yourself uh don't get drunk don't get sloppy don't start hitting on people at the bar that is so sleazy like this is still an interview you are getting interviewed so please be mindful about all that stuff um all right what else wow we talked about a lot of stuff okay so hopefully this is helpful for you guys um all right so some of the q a questions that i got on instagram are some of the things that i'll go over to kind of just wrap up this really long part two i feel like part two was a lot more um informative in terms of like the interview process and everything um so i hope you guys found that helpful um okay so one of the questions that i got was did you have any awkward interviews yes uh definitely touched base on that with a a question that i had of why didn't you visit us and i said that stupid answer where i was like oh yeah you guys have been in my backyard and yeah that was interview that interview was like super awkward um and i had one more interview that it was just like a weird vibe i can't really explain it i like walk in and it's literally like a circle full of dudes sitting at some table and these guys were like big big dudes um tall i'm only five two and everyone else was probably over six foot tall and i'm a guy's type of girl like i do well with like big groups of guys like interacting working in a social uh, setting working um most of my friends at school were guys and stuff like that so i was never ever 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 the type to be like intimidated by that but it was one of those situations where like oh and by the way sometimes uh programs will have like icebreakers in the in the beginning of like an interview where they'll be like oh who's this actress and uh like oh they'll ask you a question like what's your favorite show or like if you were a cereal what cereal would you be like stupid shit like that you know just to break the ice and it can be fun you know just like play with it just be 
be playful about it and just be nice about it and don't overthink it. Um, but this particular program, they had this PowerPoint of like icebreakers. So they had like a picture of Beyonce and it was like, okay, who's the singer? And I'm like, okay, Beyonce, duh. Then they had some cartoon that I had no idea what it was. I was like, um, I don't really know. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, I don't know. And the other thing that they showed me, I didn't know. And the other thing I didn't know. And I was like, wow, this icebreaker is like not breaking ice. It is like forming ice and I'm just getting stabbed with it like a big icicle. Like I just did not know any of the like icebreaker questions, which like it just set like a really awkward setting because it's supposed to be like a very nice icebreaker and it was supposed to kind of like release my nerves and it just didn't like at all um so that was awkward and then they asked me some question and i answered of like how i would do my amputation flap and they're like well why would you do that and i was like well that's how i've seen it be done and i was like totally confused because they all there was like eight dudes in there they were all looking at me like dead stare face no emotion just like staring at me and i was like what the hell did I say? Like, what did I do? I don't understand why what my why my answer is so wrong. Like, I don't understand. And then they were just like, well, why wouldn't you do this instead? And I was like, well, of course, you can do both. Um, I've just seen it from my experience. You know, there's no right or wrong answer. This is just how I've seen this amputation flap to be done. And they were just like, mm, that makes no sense. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, it was just awkward. It was just weird. It was, just, I don't know. And you're going to have situations where it's just weird for no reason. Um, and my rotation at that program was great. Like, I had a great time at that rotation. I blended well with the residents. And there were a lot of residents at that interview that I had not met on my rotation. And the ones that I worked with were not there because they were off service. And I was like, of course, of course. Um, but yeah, definitely that was an interview that was uh, labeled awkward in my books. Where did I get my outfit is the next question. I got most of my outfits at Macy's. Macy's has bomb ass deals, especially right before Christmas. They'll have like a friends and family 30% off uh, week, which I think it was this past weekend. But as you move towards Christmas, you will get them deals, girl. And guys, you will get them deals. Um, discuss where you can... One good food recommendation in Plano, Texas. Oh, okay. This is... Okay. If you don't know me, I'm a huge foodie. I love food. I love going to new restaurants and cafes and blah, blah, blah. Texas is known for their Tex-Mex cuisine. If you go and you're interested in having that type of food, write this down. Take your little pad and your little pen and your pad folio and write down this name, Mexican Sugar. Mexican Sugar is a dope-ass place. They have awesome margaritas. They have awesome uh, tacos, quesadillas. You name it, they have it. It's good. So Mexican Sugar is my recommendation. Um, okay. Interview jokes. So somebody asked me to, uh, to talk about like two interview jokes. So the two that I used were one, what do you call a ghost with a broken foot? A hoblin goblin. Ah, Joke number two, what do you call a skeleton having a good time? An osteoblast. <laughs> okay, was that lame? Yes. Was it funny? Yes. Um, okay, so those are the two jokes that I used. Don't say anything dirty. Don't say anything crude. If it's podiatry specific, that's cute. Um, if you are listening to this podcast along with other people, um, chances are those people are going to also use this joke. So <laughs> I don't know how helpful that is if um, multiple people use it. But hey, it's always something good to remember. Um, last question I'm going to touch base on because uh, a lot of the questions that I was asked, I kind of uh, brushed up on, on on this interview. Um, or I'm sorry, on this podcast. Uh, last question. How do you stand out during interviews? Um, confidence, I would say. Intelligence. Um, being likable. Being honest. Being a human. If you don't know something, be honest. Say that you don't know it. And like I said, if you don't know something that you feel like you should know at this point in your training, look it up. Email the residency director. Um, email the attendings, whoever asked you. Show that you are responsible and that you are basically learning and that's another thing you want to be likable and teachable nobody wants to hire a student that thinks they know everything cocky is not cute cocky is not cute and i will say that again cocky is not cute be humble 
humble attracts people um niceness attracts people um being honest being humble being confident being funny just be a nice enjoyable person to hang around with like residency is no joke hard residency is something that you will definitely need good support and that is something that my program definitely has all of our co-residents work so well together and our attendings are super supportive and despite the crazy schedule and despite the crazy call schedule and all that stuff that goes on like if you have a good support system that's really important so be likable um have fun and be yourself i can't emphasize that enough um you want to go somewhere where the program wants you to life is too short to go somewhere where you're going to be miserable for the next three years and these next three years are going to be the most crucial part of your training because this is where you're going to uh, hone in on your surgical skills and we're going to learn the most surgery um and this is what you're going to use to practice for the rest of your life so go somewhere that you want to learn from those people and